0: Ladies, have you ever wondered if you are dealing with betrayal trauma? Have you ever wondered what the signs are? Maybe the triggers that happen because of the trauma that you faced? And have you wondered if there are even strategies to recover? Where we are going to go down that road and cover all of this in today's episode of Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Hey beautiful, it's Lisa and this is Beauty Beyond the Betrayal, the podcast designed for women who want to find hope and healing in the midst of betrayal trauma and loss. Each week I help you navigate the murky waters of betrayal trauma by bringing you insight, wisdom, and ways to overcome the trauma and loss that you've experienced. I help you explore ways to heal, recover, And redesign your life the way you desire it to be one that is lived passionately out loud on purpose full of impact joyful and free the way God intended it to be I also bring in all things Jesus because he's the one who ultimately brings us into our healing and freedom from betrayal trauma so beautiful grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine pull up a chair and focus on yourself for the next few minutes Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life redesigned. Well, hello beautiful and welcome back to today's episode. We've got a lot to cover today and I'm really excited about it. We are kind of in a series talking about different things with betrayal, trauma, triggers, Uh, We're also talking about setting boundaries. And then we're also on the flip side talking about strategies, tools, techniques that we can utilize to actually help our bodies heal and release the trauma that we've endured so that our body does not stay in a constant state of dysregulation, dysfunction, and disease. So I want you free from that. And today's episode, we're going to kind of break some things down. We're going to talk about, you know, what are some of the signs of betrayal trauma so that you can know whether or not you're actually dealing with it. We're also going to look at, you know, some of the triggers that are involved with, you know, uh, betrayal trauma. What, what are some of those things? And then we're going to look at strategies for recovery to kind of start moving you forward. This is going to catapult us into our next episode where we're going to really break down some of the somatic techniques that are going to help us with our bodies and our minds to release this trauma. So let's jump into it, beautiful. So do you believe that either you or someone else you know is struggling with trauma that is rooted in a past betrayal or abandonment. Well, if you are, or if you know somebody, then you're in the right place. And if you do know someone, you definitely need to share this broadcast with them because they need to know this information as well. So let's jump into it. What is betrayal trauma? What actually is it? Well, betrayal trauma is the result of the violation of a deep attachment, where there's been abuse or neglect of an individual who depends on that attachment for their safety and well-being. Let's break that down. To bring it down to basics, Betrayal trauma is when you are in a relationship, a trusted relationship with someone extremely close. You love them, you have vowed to them, you look to them for support and protection, provision, and they broke the trust. That deep attachment that you had has been broken at the core. It could have been through emotional abuse or sexual abuse. It could have been through physical abuse. It could have been through um, them having an affair, be it emotional or physical, or they're involved in pornography. Maybe they are lying um, constantly to you. All of this is a breach of trust in your relationship, and it can cause what we call betrayal trauma. Now, betrayal trauma most often occurs in things like betrayal partners, uh, where your partner has betrayed you, they've had an affair, they've lied to you about something very significant in your relationship, be it financial, sexual addictions, seeing another woman, what have you but it can also go back to your childhood. If you were ever in a physical or sexual or emotional abusive relationship as a child, then you've suffered from betrayal trauma as well. And betrayal trauma differs vastly from other types of trauma because it involves not only the experience of abuse, but also the experience of being betrayed by a key relationship. that person, that parent, caregiver, guardian, your husband, boyfriend, uh, your fiancé, someone who you've relied on completely for support and safety. And because of that reliance on them to meet that physical need you may have had, the mental or emotional needs. You adapt your behavior in order to be, to maintain that relationship. And that can enter into what we call a betrayal blindness. This is where it's a failure to see betrayal despite the overwhelming evidence. Let me give you an example, ladies. You know, for about, I would say, nine months before I found out that my husband had been having a two-year affair, I... I had an intuition. You know, women, we've been built with this inkling inside of us. I like to call it, you know, that Holy Spirit intuition, where Holy Spirit is just moving us in a direction, that uneasiness within our spirit, right? Where we know that we know that we know that something is not quite right. However, sometimes we are blinded to it because we want to maintain the relationship. And I know for me, even though I had that inkling, I had that deep sense within me. And there was evidence also. There was his change of behavior. He was gone for long periods of time. He was glued to his phone. He was having secret conversations. He was drinking more for a while. I mean, these kind of things were definitely evidence that something was not right. However, I would chalk it up as, oh, he's going through a phase. Oh, he's just stressed, yada, yada, yada. And it was because what I thought in the deep depths within my soul that he was probably seeing someone else, I kind of blotted out because it was painful and it was really too frightening to confront at that particular time in my life. So I kind of sat back and waited. But then I entered into the reality that I had to push forward and I had to find out about it. Well, I found out. And that D-Day was completely overwhelming. And you know, we we had the the realization, the uh, coming clean of the affair, we had the evidence that I had brought in by a private investigator, all of that was revealed, and then all of a sudden I realized I had been betrayed, and I was traumatized. Extremely traumatized, but I didn't know to the depth of the trauma. I didn't recognize how deeply this had affected me. Yes, I realized that initially I was thrown a loop, you know, my whole world had been blown apart, but I didn't recognize the trauma that had been thrown on me. I didn't recognize what it had done to me deep within. So then I started researching signs of betrayal trauma and I want to run through those with you real quick because when you've been traumatized to this level, there are signs and symptoms of the betrayal trauma and some of them vary. But generally, they include symptoms that are similar to PTSD, or what we call post-traumatic stress disorder, and it can even, when it continues and it's not dealt with, it can um, cross over into what we call CPTSD, or chronic post-traumatic stress disorder so some of those signs and symptoms include intrusive thoughts and images like you know after you have found out about this all of a sudden you are having these thoughts that are running amok in your mind You have all of these kind of images of the day you found out they keep playing like a movie in front of your face, right? Then there are nightmares and flashbacks. I had those. Like I would wake up and I would dream of him with another woman and I would dream of our arguments. I would have flashbacks to, you know, reading all of that and seeing it come through the emails and all of our um, confrontation that day. And then there's the avoidance behaviors. You know, all of a sudden we know about the betrayal and it's been so traumatic that now we want to step back and avoid it altogether. And the reason why is because we don't know how to deal with it. So we step back and say, I just need, I need a timeout. I need to avoid it for a while. Then there's hypervigilance. Now this is where you're constantly scanning your environment for potential threats. You know, this is where you're looking for the shoe to drop. I like to equate it to where you're waiting for the next bomb to go off. You know, yes, you know it's out in the open. Maybe now you're kind of talking about it a little bit. Things kind of seem like you can breathe a little bit, but you're always on high alert. You're waiting for the next bad thing. To take place. So you're in a constant fight or flight situation. This is called hypervigilance, and your cortisol levels are through the roof and your mind doesn't shut off. Then there's the irritability and anger outburst. Oh my. Listen, ladies, I had those. I became very irritable at the drop of a hat, and my anger had gotten out of control. You know, I would have these outbursts that were not, they were not within my character. You know, I'm pretty easygoing. I'm pretty upbeat and positive. But I remember the day that we crossed over from yes, it was an emotional affair to he finally came clean and said, No, I've been sleeping with her as well. I completely went off on him and I mean, I started, I mean, I jumped up and started beating him with my fists. Ladies, I'm being honest. It was out of character for me Um, and then I entered into insomnia. I couldn't couldn't sleep or if I did fall asleep, I couldn't stay asleep. I was always fearful, again, wondering what was going to happen next. I became withdrawn. And for me, ladies, I'm very outgoing. I'm an extrovert. And for me to become like an ostrich with a head in the sand and isolate myself was very uncharacteristic. But I started to do that because I couldn't face people. And I didn't have the emotional capacity to deal with the questions and what life was bringing my way. So I went into the next symptom, which is where you start to feel emotionally numb. You numb out, you just kind of shut down to anything, and you become extremely apathetic. You know, when people ask you how you're doing, you're like, I'm fine whatever. It doesn't matter. This is my lot in life. You get to that point. You're emotionally numbed out. You might sit with your eyes gazing at the television, numbing out on Netflix, and not even thinking or realizing what you've been watching for the last three hours. You might pick up a book and read a page and have no clue what you read, but you're numb to anything. It's like life is just passing you by. All of this usually moves into the physical symptoms of the betrayal trauma. This is where now our body is housing the trauma. It is affecting us. Our body is keeping the score of all the trauma that we've endured. it's It's housing it in our organs, in our um, our different systems, in our bodies. And now we're having constant tension headaches or migraines. We're suffering from severe fatigue. We've noticed that uh, we have body aches we can't explain. Um, We are getting sick very easily. If you deal with any kind of illness already, like an autoimmune disease, all of a sudden your autoimmune is way out of whack. Uh, Maybe the stress has taken over to where you're dealing with heart palpitations. Uh, Your heart rate is very high, even at a resting level. These are physical symptoms that the body goes into because of the trauma that it's housing. And betrayal trauma is unique in that it involves the intense feelings of shame that are associated with the act of being abused, violated, and betrayed. Therefore... If you've experienced betrayal trauma, then you also may suffer from shame and guilt and self-blame. Maybe it's depression, low self-esteem and self-worth, negative beliefs about yourself or others. Maybe you're saying things to yourself like, you know, I'm just not enough. I'm unworthy. I'm not pretty enough. I I can never meet the standard. Or when it comes to someone else, you're saying, well, you know, everyone's dishonest. No one can be trusted. There's never going to be a time where I trust anybody ever again. Then maybe you're dealing with unexpected mood swings. They are up and down all over the place any given moment throughout the day. And then you have difficulty regulating your emotions. You know, these happen again because. These are symptoms and signs of betrayal trauma. But you might also feel distrust and hypervigilant about whom you can depend on. All of a sudden, you're like, I really don't think I have anybody in my life that I can depend on. And this often results in an inability to trust anyone. Difficulty maintaining relationships or allowing others to become close to you. You kind of keep people at an arm's length. You're having difficulty with intimacy. And it's not just sexual intimacy. It's intimacy where you're having close conversations with people. You're being vulnerable. And now you're having difficulty with that anymore. You're very closed off. And then there's difficulty believing in your own decision-making abilities. You start to wonder, can I even trust myself because I didn't see this coming? Or you say, I can't trust myself because even though I saw it coming, I kind of wondered that if this was going on, I didn't act upon it. So you have trouble trusting yourself. And ladies, those who have experienced betrayal trauma, may also experience social withdrawal and anxiety. These are normal responses to betrayal trauma. So you're probably asking, Lisa, I, I've checked off quite a few of these. <laughs> what can I do? You know, what where do I go from here? How do I even begin to recover from this betrayal trauma? Well, beautiful, although betrayal trauma can be painful and life-changing, I want you to know that there are many tools and strategies and techniques that can help you to begin to heal, to rediscover who you are, and to reclaim your life. And I'm going to give you a few of those today. The first one is acknowledge instead of avoid. Now, this is where, you know, it's easy to avoid the situation. Accepting that you've been betrayed is the first step to overcoming betrayal trauma. And we have a tendency to want to avoid this because it's a realization that, oh my gosh, the one that I've loved, I've trusted, I've given my heart to, they have betrayed me at the deepest level. They have broken a trust vow. And how do you recover from that? So we have a tendency to want to avoid it instead of accepting it. But you, you really must step into the acceptance because this is going to help you overcome the betrayal trauma. And those who experience betrayal blindness tend not to see their own trauma because it can be too overwhelming and too painful to acknowledge what's happened. So in order to cope with these feelings, many of us will go into an avoidance mode by minimizing the situation, or pretending it never happened, or we kind of check out of life, we get depressed, we use substance abuse, we numb out, or maybe we become a workaholic. That's what I did. However, As hard as admitting the truth may be, avoiding or denying it is only going to increase the stress and the anxiety you feel. So acknowledging the betrayal trauma is going to empower you. It's empowering you to be proactive in your recovery process. And you may be able to use the trauma of betrayal as an opportunity for personal growth. That's what I did. And to implement safety measures if necessary to prevent future harm. That is a great thing to do, especially if you've been in an emotional or an abusive relationship. When you acknowledge the fact that this has been going on, now you can set up a safety mechanism. So this is where you can grow. You can use this trauma for your advantage. And once you can acknowledge what has happened, then you can work on finding healthy coping strategies to support yourself while you're working through the process of healing. Number two strategy, understand betrayal trauma triggers. Yes, triggers are something that we deal with when we've been traumatized. What are they? Well, triggers are reminders of the betrayal. It reminds us that the trust has been broken. It reminds us of the day that we found out about this horrific thing that has altered our life forever. Now, triggers can come in all shapes, sizes, different kinds of things, right? So let me kind of share with you a few of those. Triggers can be sights and sounds, smells, sensations that remind you of the traumatic event. Trauma triggers can take many forms depending on your unique history. It can be something someone has said that you remember or something someone did that comes back to your memory. Um, a feeling that you felt that day that all of a sudden you're driving down the road and you feel it creep into your soul and it triggers you. Maybe it's people that you see that trigger you or places or times. It may be a song on the radio. You may be driving down the street and see a place where you know that they met. This can trigger you, right? Um, They come in all kinds of shapes and forms. And betrayal trauma can be triggered when you're reminded of that initial situation of the betrayal. You know, it takes me back to D-Day. Even though it doesn't trigger me like it used to, I can remember it like it was yesterday. What was said, what was done, how I felt, and so on. And these are reminders of the people involved, certain places, the time of year. Yes, every time April 3rd is coming up, that's a huge trigger for me. Um, But I've learned to, instead of allowing it to disrupt my life, I've decided to utilize it as a period of growth. Now, did I do that the first year? No. (laughs) But I learned this along the way through these techniques. Um, So, ladies, triggers can happen. And whatever the case, knowing what betrayal trauma triggers are, unlikely to affect you and how they can affect you once you recognize these things then you can begin to manage your emotions and and manage the triggers more effectively number three strategy practice accepting and naming your emotions now listen when we hear the word betrayal it can bring up a lot of negative emotions you can feel ashamed you can get furious You're very grieved, or you can actually feel sick, like physically sick. And when people experience these intense feelings from traumatic events, they typically try to make them go away any way they can because it's painful. It doesn't feel good. So we want to shove it down. We want to bury it. We want to step on it and cover it up. However, that becomes like a pressure cooker. I'm going to give my age here, ladies. I remember my grandmother cooking with a pressure cooker. That thing would be in the kitchen and that little whistle, I can hear it like it was yesterday. (laughs) It would be, the pressure was so high in that thing, cooking, whatever was in it, but the pressure was extensive. And if you took that top off before the pressure was released, it would blow everything up in that kitchen. Well, the same is true when we're dealing with trauma that we've not dealt with and we stuff it down. It becomes pressurized within our bodies and it will explode one way or the other, be it through sickness, be it through an anger event, we become very depressed and we we just shut down, whatever it is, it will expose itself at some point in time. So it's important to accept the unpleasant feelings, to recognize them, accept them as an important part of dealing with betrayal trauma. They are a part of the healing process. So try to face your feelings head on. Acknowledge them as they arise. This means naming how you feel without judgment or blame. It's okay if you feel angry. It's okay if you feel scared or hurt. Name it and then work through it. But don't stuff it. It can be painful at first when you start this, but learning how to accept the difficult emotions such as those related to this betrayal that you've walked through, it's going to allow you to move through them and to regain control over your life. All right, let's look at number four, ladies. Taking care of your body. Listen, I have said it a number of times, the body keeps the score. If you haven't read the book, it's a great one. You can get it on Amazon. It tells us how our bodies keep the score of the trauma that it's endured. It does so by housing it in our brains and in our uh, organ structures, deep within our immune system, in our nervous system. And it dysregulates everything. So taking care of your body entails everything from eating well, to taking care of yourself through self-care. Maybe that's exercise. Maybe that's going for a Swedish massage, which I am getting ready to go for one. <laughs> this is a part of my self-care. Maybe it's a mani patty. Maybe it's a weekend away with your girlfriends. Maybe it's um, just taking a walk on the beach. Whatever it is, know that your body needs food, water, rest it needs times of mental health and well-being refreshment and giving your body what it needs by eating well getting plenty amount of sleep um, making sure it's the proper nutrition too not junk food and not just doing this during times of stress but all the time drinking lots of water then this is going to start to regulate your body and help your body move closer through recovery On the next broadcast, I'm going to talk to you about somatic techniques to use as self-care tools that are going to help you. So let me kind of hint to that really quick as strategy number five. Develop some self-care tools. Now some of this can be Uh, creating a safe place for yourself where you feel relaxed. There's a place that I go to in the Charleston area on Daniel Island. It's called Smythe Park. And I love it there. It's very serene for me. God speaks to my heart there. I feel very close and peaceful and calm to him there. And I go. Maybe yours is a beach or a mountain or a meadow, but whatever it is, wherever your senses need to calm and you feel safe, go to that place and let it be a place of safety for you. The best self-care is the kind that you do right when you become triggered or feel the urge to engage in some kind of destructive behavior. This is something you need to have a plan for. Another one is to develop a mindfulness practice. For me, that's prayer. I, I read scripture and I pray and I just sit in God's presence or I go outside and walk in his creation that he made for me. I put my toes in the grass and I ground myself in his beautiful creation. I watch the birds and just see the trees as they extend their arms up and worship to him and it regrounds me. Whatever yours is, bring yourself back to a centered place where negative emotions are not allowed and you feel calm and your body begins to relax. And another one is practice self-compassion and self-care. Beautiful, grant yourself grace. You have been traumatized. It is okay to feel the way you feel, but it's not okay to stay stuck. Grant yourself grace by taking baby steps every single day. Baby steps through the trauma, baby steps through the realization that you've been mistreated, baby steps through the fact that you were sexually betrayed. This can be a few minutes each and every day. Give yourself some encouragement. Read God's word about who you really are. You are beautifully and wonderfully made, you are His daughter. You are a child of the king. Whatever it is for you, manage the negative thoughts and feelings about yourself and increase your personal motivation and rely upon what God says about you. And lastly, take deep breaths. Beautiful, take deep breaths. When you're stressed, breathing becomes shorter and more shallow and it exacerbates the feeling of panic and stress. So, breathing in slowly in and out from your diaphragm resets your nervous system to a calmer state, and it can help you calm down when you're upset and you're overwhelmed. This is crucial in your healing process. And I wanna give you a bonus today share your story. This is strategy number six. Share your story. Save people that are in your life, those that you know and trust, those who want to see you whole and healed a trusted friend, family member, a counselor, therapist, or coach, they can become invaluable to you. Journaling your story is another way. Getting it out on paper, out of the chaos of your mind, onto paper can help bring a calm to your life. Even being a part of a support group, just like the one that I have, uh, Beauty Beyond Betrayal um, support group on Facebook. It's called Life Redesign with Lisa. And there, it's a free community where we offer support. We support one another. There are some teachings in there, articles. I I give you tips and strategies in there. It's my way of giving back to you so that you can move forward in your healing process. The link is below in the show notes. Make sure to click on that and get into that group today. It's a great way for you to work on yourself and to share your story. So beautiful, I hope this helped you today. I'm here for you during this difficult time. I know what it's like and I don't want you to stay stuck. So make sure to stay tuned because the next episode we have coming up is going to be on strategies of somatic techniques that are going to help you to start releasing the trauma from your brain and from your body so that they can heal from the dysregulation and the upheaval that trauma has brought into your life. But until then, ladies, I'd love to see you inside the Facebook group. So would the other ladies there. Click that link below and look for more to come in the next few days. Love you lots, beautiful. And remember, you're worth it. Hey, beautiful. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast, and if you enjoyed the show, something really hit you in one of the moments, or you were inspired to take the next step in your healing, reach out to me, and by all means, leave a review. This is the highest compliment I can receive. And make sure to screenshot this episode, share us out on IG and Facebook stories, tag me at Beauty Beyond Betrayal Podcast, and I'll give you a huge shout out as well. And if you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and redesign your life and relationships in the way you desire them to be, hit me up in the DM. I would love to hear from you and connect. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of all circumstances that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.